1: Of Chad and Cheese, HR's most dangerous and jet-lagged podcast. Yes. I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Sowash. On this week's show, Finnegan can begin again. The ladders is exposed and Career Builder loses another VP. Is anyone left over there? Hello? Grab a mint julep and bet on your favorite horse. We'll be right back after this
2: word from Canvas. Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text. And so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video, or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io, and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent.
1: I'm not angry. I'm from Philly. Do you remember the old colon blow commercial on SNL? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking you don't need colon blow when you have Texas food, tacos (laughs) and burritos and enchiladas. That's a different podcast, but you know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't hadn't had a colon blow incident, so I don't know uh, what exactly what exactly you put in those burritos. You didn't have but, the
1: micheladas, that's yeah, why. Yeah,
0: that's exactly right. <laughs> almost almost had a fucking such an asshole (laughs) almost had a head plant with one of those goddamn scooters though
1: (laughs) oh my god yeah we gotta tell a story so austin like most metros in the u.s i guess have these scooters right lime bird lyft and uber and uh chad and i being old middle middle middle-aged dudes you know what Well, we're older than the kids that typically ride around on these scooters, and we said, like, you know what, motherfucker, we're going to ride some of these scooters, Uh, and it took about four tries till we finally figured it out, but once we did, the Chad and Cheese show almost became the cheese show, because (laughs) Chad almost died, as evidenced by... uh, our buddy Kyle at Hierology, who randomly saw us um, on the street riding around, but those things
0: are pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, no, that was fucking hilarious. We're sitting at the bar after getting off uh, the uh, the danger scooters, and uh, I get a text from Kyle. He's like, "Was that just you on Cesar Chavez racing uh, on a scooter?" I'm like, yeah yeah that was that was me
1: somehow they they always ended up at a bar i don't know if it's like a magnetic pull thing or something in the steering pretty smart but yeah those scooters always ended up at a bar yeah. somehow yeah crazy yeah crazy thanks to our
0: peeps at taru for actually having us down for an unplugged session
1: oh, so uh How fun was that? oh that was a blast man i love that shit unplugged i like that yeah like that is a private event no no recording no private cameras secret cameras Uh, it was only for the people at the event yeah that was kind of cool
0: yeah yeah allows people to open up say exactly what they feel maybe not exactly it allows us to but uh, (laughs) without the fear of being recorded and put on the Chad and Cheese podcast
1: let's keep with the food trend Uh, our buddies at talk push yes push it real good uh, announced a deal with McDonald's Mm-hmm. In what Asian country in the Philippines, in the Philippines, how yeah. many stores or how many restaurants over
0: six hundred and thirty five stores? Ah, Yet dude. another
1: deathmatch match, demopocalypse, friend of the podcast who's hitting it big and uh, couldn't be happier for Max and company out there at Talk Push. Big yeah. shout out to them.
0: Love it, man. Uh, Have a Kelly Robinson sighting. He actually was tweeting at us, uh, and uh, I don't know where the hell Kelly and Maverick have been. I think they've just been heads down at uh, the new startup called Content App. So, um, guys, uh, whenever you're ready, you can come on Firing Squad. We'd love to have you.
1: Yeah, uh, we'll put you in front of the squad and see what happens. I think they'd probably fare pretty well.
0: And if you haven't listened this week, we actually had Sam Fitzroy from Maya Labs. Not the not not that Maya. The M A I A Maya Maya Labs. So check it out.
1: Yeah, yeah. And of course, we get on him for the fact that he's named after another company in our space that has well-funded uh, coffers <laughs> and is pretty well-known. But standing firm to his ideals. Sam is not going to change the name of the company. There's are still dig it. Maya. Uh, dude, the roadshow continues next week as you and I head to Portugal for yes. TA Tech Europe. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, I've never been to Portugal. Uh-huh. The deathmatch lineup is just sick. We got a real robot uh, with Tenge. Yeah. Unbiased. We've got kilts with candidate.ai. ID. We've got the original Maya <laughs> chatbot that's gonna yeah. be there. And uh, I'm spacing on the last one as I always do.
0: Yeah. So opening.io yep. with their crazy sourcing algorithm, uh all the way all the way from Ireland. So yeah, man, we've got Maya 10 gay, unbiased. We have candidate. ID uh,
1: and opening.io And by the way, did we give a shout out to uh Gordon and his his fundraising from Russia? Did we get no. we talked about that? <laughs> well, it let's, from let's Russia it was a, from Germany. Let's give him a shout <laughs> out. Oh Germany, sorry. <laughs> Which is, it's probably being funneled out of Russia. You know, who knows? Uh
0: well I mean Germany's a top five, I think, GDP country where yeah. Russia not so much, but okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Russia's been in the news lately i don't know what to do adam man congratulations dude i hope that money works out for you yeah and uh, yeah. obviously winning death match would take you to the next level so uh, good luck next week
0: yeah, no, no shit, right? Uh, shout out to Ryan Christoy. Nice Chad and Cheese t-shirt there, buddy. Appreciate that. I got to love how he actually geared up with KRT swag for the pick. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's not a shot across the the shaker bow at
1: all, right? Oh, it's a big <laughs> F you to Joey Jr. As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and Joey that, loves that it. That may lead to a real death match at the next conference. <laughs> By the way, how does he have our shirt, but we don't have – any? well, maybe you do, but I don't have any KRT swag. I got no hoodie. I got no hat. I got no T-shirt. Like, What's up, Christoy?
0: Yeah, we're probably going to have to get that through Olivia because she's a, she's a solid fan, and apparently, Christoy is not.
1: <laughs> we know who the competent one is there at uh, KRT to get this stuff done.
0: Uh, last shout-out, Jacquelyn Cooley uh you saw the 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 key and peel episode the substitute teacher one
1: we went over this before the show i have not seen that that skit but i'll go with it let's go
0: okay so if you haven't you've got to go to youtube uh and look for key and peel substitute teacher and it's fucking hilarious but anyway that is uh jacqueline Actually said she was listening to the podcast, like walking down the street or something like that. And uh maybe she was getting some funny looks because she was laughing
1: at the stupid shit we were saying. By the way, what's your favorite key and peel skit? Oh
0: man, there are so many good ones. Uh the football one is really good where you know, not three pumps. You can't do three pumps. <laughs> but uh I think I think the most the really the the best key and peel one is the substitute teacher one. It is fucking hilarious. So you gotta check it out.
1: Yeah, I love I love the coach. When he's the coach, like the stereotypical <laughs> polyester shorts and the yeah. butterfly collar, <laughs> you know, track. That's that's fun, classic. And part of it is because my dad was a coach back in the '80s, and basically he looked like that in terms just of just like his that entire. Yeah. Yeah, uh, good stuff. All right, you ready so to get be, to the show?
0: Just about. Don't forget recruit Philly in May. Job case live. Not to mention Smash Fly Transform. If you don't have tickets to these things, kids. Uh, I don't know what your problem is. Did you say Philly? Did you say Philly? I said Philly. Yeah. We're going I'm not to angry.
3: I'm from Philly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but if you want to know where we're going to be at because you want to check it out, uh, go to chadcheese.com, click on events, and you'll see our world tour list. So check it out, buy some tickets,
1: and see us there. Let's do it. Buy us a beer. Yeah, definitely buy us a beer. You ready to get to the news? Yes. Yee be poo. Without Talro. <laughs> All right, big news uh, that hit our our uh, phones last night. Actually, uh, yeah. Dan Finnegan, CEO of Jobvite, applicant tracking system, uh-huh. uh is stepping down from the company. Uh, he's been there for over ten years. Uh, he took it over when it was a fifteen-person company, and he he joined the company after basically heading up Yahoo Hot Jobs. Which old timers like us remember, you know, being the third sort of player in the job board space after career builder and Monster took it over, and you know, shortly after the world took a big shit. So he leaves Hot Jobs, goes to this little startup. The economy goes to shit. Uh, he brings them out of the you know the muck and the mud, and and brings them up to uh, you know I, I would I would say it uh, one of the top ATS's around currently. Um, that's very debatable. And if you have 2% market share in the ATS world, you're like yeah. a major player. Yeah. Um, but certainly reputable ATS. Uh, they did a big deal a few months ago. Uh, they dropped $200 million to buy three companies, uh, RollPoint, Telemetry, and Canvas, uh, which leads us to the segue that the new CEO will be... Drumroll, please. Aman. Brar. Yes. So... I think I, I think
0: there there's some semantics and that we have to get into. so k one spent the money, and that was two hundred million. Jobvite bought three companies out of that. One of those companies being Canvas, Canvas CEO being Aman Brar. So awesome, awesome opportunity for an awesome dude. Uh Obviously, you know, uh, wherever Dan lands, if he wants to land anywhere hell, he might land on a beach and just retire. Who the hell knows he can do what he wants. Um, but uh, a couple of great guys, but this couldn't happen to a better guy. Amon is amazing. So uh, we're really excited to see what happens with Jobvite, Canvas, telemetry, role point and whatever they do with that platform.
1: Yep. So uh, they currently have about 400 employees globally. Um, we know that they're currently uh, headquartered in San Mateo, California. Uh-huh. They do have a footprint, a nice footprint here in Indianapolis. Um, and if you haven't listened to the podcast with Dan Finnegan, uh, I certainly re- recommend that you do so. So it's unclear as to Amon's here in Indianapolis, the cr- cr- uh, company headquarters is in San Mateo, what happens to, you know, the headquarters and the executives, where do they go, who goes what and where. Um, so we'll stay on top of that. Um, but they're certainly in growth mode. Um, and my guess is that they'll be growing in all parts of the world, um, as they roll out these acquisitions into this year and next year. Uh, the other thing that's interesting, I think is that, you know, Amon does not come from the employment space, yeah. Uh, he launched Canvas in 2017. So let's give him you know nearly two years in the business. Um, he sh- he became uh, sort of an SMS expert at his time with ChaCha, which no one will probably remember. It uh, yeah. was an SMS-based search engine back in the day, and uh, and then launched uh, sort of a, a SaaS support system. The basic point is that he's got two years in the employment space. Let's see what he does in terms of innovation, uh, growth Mm -hmm. and targeting and what they do. I think that'll be uh, pretty interesting because most CEOs that take over uh, in this space have some sort of employment experience. So I'm kind of excited to see what he does with very little employment industry experience at this point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've I've heard a couple of rumblings that this has happened so close to the K one investment mm-hmm. that this is kind of like shades of Apollo coming into Career Builder, where there's going to be some some heads that fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and from my standpoint, you know, I don't see Amon as that guy. You know what i mean i don't think he's the kind of guy that you bring in to job to chop heads Mm -hmm. so that obviously the rumors are going to be out there um, about anybody who gets any type of investment and then the ceo goes away but i think this is more of a vision play for Mm -hmm. them not to mention also um having deep roots here in a more cost-effective area, mm-hmm. and in developer-rich and in and, and workforce-rich area like Indianapolis, maybe growing here, not only in San Mateo but here as well, uh, might be a strength for the organization and uh,
1: lower cost. Yeah, that would be really interesting. I mean, you know, K one didn't come in as sort of a pennies on the dollar, you know, acquisition. This was a, here's a bunch of money, buy these three companies, and let's roll. So I'd be really shocked uh, if they start chopping you know, heads at the company, um, although that does traditionally happen. So we'll have to see, yeah. but it would be really odd to do that and then start cutting things back. It looks like they're in growth mode to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. Well, that being said, we just uh – Mentioned Apollo and the whole Career Builder kind of fiasco thing that's been going on. Uh, we do know that Matt Grover, who has been at CareerBuilder Builder and he's VP of Marketing for, he's been at CareerBuilder Builder for over a decade uh, and now at v, the VP level, is now leaving the organization. So it's interesting to see, again, just constantly see top. Tier talent, mm-hmm. uh, who obviously were invested uh, in career builder, just say, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit the fucking eject button.
1: Yeah. So I don't know much about Matt. Did he take over for Richard Castellini when Richard went to Australia, or was he on Richard's team?
0: Yeah, I don't know exactly the the, the hierarchy at the time and where he fit okay. into it. Uh, I do know that when Apollo. Uh, took over. He pretty much became the 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 man when it came to marketing.
1: Yeah, and he was probably last man standing. Uh, I know they, as we talked about in the podcast, they pretty much chopped off the communications uh component. Uh, Hope Gurion and uh, I forget the guy's name, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they were both gone and replaced with a PR agency. So yeah. he probably didn't feel like he had a lot of support and resources to do a whole lot of marketing.
0: Yeah, well, he and, and as LinkedIn, he still shows that he's that career builder, but he has close to 16 years. And again, it's just having having a guy like that leave your organization probably doesn't make uh, the leadership and or individuals underneath feel very good.
1: The good news, though, I guess, is they can't make crappy commercials like Monster without a marketing person. <laughs> so there is that.
0: Or they just can't do anything at all, which is pretty much what we've seen. <laughs> Other than that big fucking monstrosity thing that they had at HR tech, which was just a fucking monumental waste of money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I heard, I heard that uh, the, a lot of the money is in um, uh, the CEO's, uh, I don't know, penthouse suite in Chicago somewhere.
0: I'm, I'm not touching that one. <laughs> <laughs> So another CEO in our space, well, TechCrunch came out and said, hey, guess what, Ladders? Uh, You just exposed 13.7 million user records (laughs) with, with a basic security lapse. So apparently the information was on an Amazon, you know, AWS, and there was no password associated.
1: It was just free
0: and clear data. (laughs)
1: Uh, where do you go with that no password protection
0: so names email addresses employment history current comp um you know employer job title all that stuff i mean that's not really big stuff and that's not that big of a deal but i mean i don't want my email out there it is anyway but still but some of the data contain personal and sensitive information beyond that of email addresses like postal addresses, Hmm. phone numbers, and approximate geolocations based off their
1: IP address. <laughs> awesome. Awesome.
0: That is where I would get pissed off.
1: Yep, so their CEO Mark Sinadella of which there's not a more miserable human being in our space as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> uh, confirmed the lapse so the database uh, has been secured. They put a password in, good for them, and good ensured job. the company would investigate for potential theft. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, if you, if you were looking for a reason to not use ladders, this is a good one. Uh, if you've been looking for a reason to dump them, this is an even better reason.
0: Yeah. I think the last thing that they actually put out that we made fun of them about was that they were doing cost. Uh, they were doing performance-based advertising along mm-hmm. with like email campaigns and banner ads.
1: <laughs> they started, started pay-per-click advertising and uh, pitched it as innovative in 2019 <laughs> oh, uh, oh shit. by the way i think i think we have another live uh live view from uh the r d department at uh, at the ladders <laughs> that's always fun that's yes. always fun uh one of the one of the comments i got that was really funny and this was from an indeed employee Uh, and I can say that because it was on social media. Yeah, Uh, He probably took it down because Indeed's really anal about their employees commenting on stuff. But he said, are we more surprised that they had uh, an unprotected database or that they had 13.7 million users?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, dude, I guarantee you. I mean, 13.7 users in the, what, 10 plus years they've actually been around? I mean, ah, fuck, you know?
1: Yeah, they add up after a while. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. I'm not angry. I'm from Philly. Let's get a word from JobEdX, and we'll talk about uh, Google's foray into the enterprise market. Getting googly.
3: Finding the right fit is important. When you're deciding on shoes for a long day at the trade show, when you're picking the right podcast for your commute, and most importantly, when you're looking for the right candidate. With JobAdX, you can attract more relevant, engaged candidates to your jobs by harnessing the best in ad tech targeting. From predictive industry analysis and keyword click data, to premium first page placement and reducing redundant applications, our candidate targeting technology ensures that you're reaching talent that's as interested in working with you as you are with them. Now with in-ad video and multimedia, you can share your employer brand story and company culture with job seekers so they can visualize themselves in your office, all hands meeting or axe-throwing team building adventure, all without navigating away from your job posting. Increased engagement makes for fewer steps between job seeker and new team member. Ready to ramp up your job advertising campaigns with the best in ad tech? Visit our new website at www.jobadx.com. That's J O B A D X.com. Attract, engage, employ with JobAdx. Oh, and happy anniversary to our favorite dangerous dudes! Thanks for all the traffic, shout outs, and good laughs. JobAdx proudly Team Chat and Cheese in 2019.
1: Chad, this just and we we have a live feed from uh, Ladder's cybersecurity Security Department. <laughs> uh,
0: there's a company. There's a company that uh, is making a lot of noise right now, and they surprised the shit out of me by taking higher Google's ATS, their SMB ATS, and and we predicted that it would go enterprise. But not this early. They they made a announcement that they're going enterprise.
1: Yeah, uh, we're both shocked by that. I thought they'd kick the tires on the SMB market uh, for at least like three to five years. And uh, fuck that! Like, I'm sure they got a lot of big companies <laughs> inquire about. Hey, when is this going to yeah. be for us? We're ready to spend yes. money. And uh, that encouraged them to to get on it and put out an enterprise product. So good for them. Uh, I'm sure Microsoft is equally excited about it. But uh, we'll see how they roll with the big code. Well, and I like
0: they've been rolling out like feature by feature, month by month to just keep the yeah. the PR rolling. Uh, and they've been doing this this whole brick by brick kind of a thing. You know, hey, we're building a foundation here. And then, boom, I mean, they just fucking drop a load in the cement truck. But the new the new, I guess, enterprise version has enhanced ref- Uh, approvals for like different workflows, a a referral portal, and I'll say that again because it makes Sackett happy, Uh, a referral portal. Such an asshole. Um, It's it's weird what gets Sackett off. Interactive reports (laughs) and then integrations with Namely, Sapling, and a bunch of others. And this is just the beginning. Not to mention, you've got to remember that this product has automatic candidate matching in it. So therefore, if you have uh, a resume database, which you should, as soon as you post the rec, it's automatically going to go to your database that's already paid for and start bringing up candidates that fit for that position. So, I mean, there are all these different pieces of tech that you can't even get in an applicant tracking system today uh, that they're rolling out in in an enterprise. And, And one of the companies that they... Uh, we're highlighting was a 3,000 uh, employee uh, company across three continents. Uh, and then you had another one that was 11,000 employees across 30 countries. So, you know, not incredibly huge, but not small either.
1: Isn't that one of your favorite company names? What's, oh, nah, Titmouse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I couldn't resist that. Now, what was, was fun to me was they announced this on the same day that they announce quarterly uh, results, mm-hmm. um, so click traffic is declining. Google stock took a hit this week, ten uh, percent or so. I don't know what it, where it is today, but I mean they have a they do have a serious issue with with revenue in terms of the amount of clicks going down. And part of that is simply uh, they have competition, right? They have social media, they have a, a Amazon getting into advertising, you know, Snapchat and Instagram are taking a lot of a lot of the oxygen out of the advertising room. But I think also it underscores that Google is looking for new, you know, uh, streams of revenue. And to me, they're clearly um, motivated around yeah. employment uh, because they see that there are dollars there and there is opportunities to diversify, you know, what they do in terms of, um, you know, pay-per-click and their traditional advertising um, strategy. However, I will say that, Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing pay-per-click options for Google for Jobs uh, coming at least this year. In light of the declining revenues on clicks,
0: yeah, well, and they're also starting to power all the other platforms that are out there, whether they're job sites or even uh, engagement management platforms or candidate engagement platforms like Jibe, where mm-hmm. they just put a, a case study out that demonstrated Siemens, the the uh, company that uses Jibe, uh, received a thirty percent lift in qualified candidate applications after using the actual the, the Google search within Jive itself. So it's not that Google's coming out. Google's strategy is not just to come not to come out and build these platforms to take over the world. They are wanting to power the platforms, all the platforms, but also lift them up, right? So I mean that gives Jive... A great market advantage to go into a company and say, hey, great, we've got we've got the best search in the world. And this is what we yep. can actually do for you to be able to help you engage candidates and have a better user experience.
1: Yeah. And and I thought, you know, because we were just at an agency meeting um, this week, you know, I think I think all this bodes well for revenue opportunities for agencies. Oh, yeah. Um, like, you know, pay-per-click experts for a long time have had, you know, certification on on pay-per-click and Google um, and I could certainly see a day where Google will certify uh, people to do hire by Google, Google for jobs, optimization or getting job, jobs into Google, um, as well as the, the job search API. So I think it's an opportunity for agencies as well as we go forward.
0: Again, I, I, they just want to be the engine that powers it. Whatever you build on top of it is entirely up to you. Get fucking creative and go make money.
1: Do you think they'll ever offer uh, backfill? To job sites,
0: they, yeah, there's a good possibility. I mean, why not? The the yeah. the content's there, and they've always been a content provider, right? So Google Custom Search, yeah. what is that? Right? It's it's the same kind of thing.
1: I mean, it'd be super easy to do the API, and then you know the first two results are Google pay per click off of Google for jobs yep. postings.
0: Sounds very just, familiar. Just saying, sounds familiar.
1: Google, keep doing what you do, man. It's fun to talk about, uh, as well as Facebook. Privacy concerns be down. Yeah, where
0: the hell have these guys
1: been? Global reputation be down. Yeah, I
0: mean, they, they have an integration with SAP and success factors. They just and they launch it with one applicant tracking system um, instead of multiple. But it's like, why haven't you been doing this for like months? I mean, this should have been like the, the 4A into getting more content into Facebook. And if you have more content into Facebook, then they can start banging you with that fucking marketing material. Hey, if you boosted uh, this salesperson or this sales position, you could receive X amount of eyeballs or what have you. I mean, it's- it's, Oh, you you know that's Well, yeah, it is. I mean, that's if you use Facebook as a marketing platform, that's exactly what they do. Every time you post something, They just want to remind you that you could get more eyeballs, more qualified people, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I mean, this to me, it makes no sense why they waited this long because they could have been driving revenue for months.
1: Now, don't get too down on them. They've had some issues to deal with. Privacy, GDPR, you know, hacking emails and shit (laughs) like, you know, this employment thing is probably not as, as, you know, on the on the front burner as it's you would a revenue like revenue stream, but it's it's a nice little like ultimately every ATS worth of shit is going to be integrated with Facebook yeah. and get their jobs on right. there. And I think I think as I look through you know s- listings recently, like there's a good amount of shit there, and the more that they can have reputable you know applicant tracking system jobs right. as opposed to some of the shit that's on there, like that's going to be good mm-hmm. for them um so yeah kudos keep doing more of that shit facebook well i think it's interesting
0: because i actually reached out to max at talk push because their platform really right out of the gate was predicated on uh facebook and and being able to get ads on facebook and and being able to leverage facebook along with the engagement chat bots that they have uh integrated into the system i'm like dude why haven't you been? He's like, dude, we've been doing this for you know well over a year, yeah. so it's almost like Facebook doesn't know what the fuck's even going on in their platform. In some cases,
1: I would not be surprised if there's enough craziness going on at Facebook that they don't. And they just had their annual F8 meeting where you know you saw this—they redesigned Messenger, they redesigned the the mobile app primary website mm-hmm. like they got shit going on with this whole privacy stuff and if they don't get that right it doesn't matter if they get employment right because nobody will be on the on the service yeah they'll all be on TikTok.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know you will
1: <laughs> oh don't play like you're not on TikTok at the airport wasting time because it's I a huge it. waste of time it is oh my god I hate my I hate myself after being on that app <laughs> Uh, and speaking of like not wasting time, yes. uh, let's hear from sovereign and we'll talk about Caucasians, bigots, and Australians. That sounds like fun. Top that other podcast in the HR world. <laughs>
2: <laughs> sovereign AI matching is the most sophisticated matching engine on the market because it acts just like a human. You decide exactly how our AI matching engine thinks about each individual transaction. It will find, rank, and sort the best matches according to your criteria. Not only does it deliver the best matches, it tells you how and why it produced them and offers tips to improve the results. Our engine thinks like you, so you don't have to learn how to think like the engine. To learn more about Sovereign AI matching, visit Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V. R-E-N dot com.
1: I can't tell if I'm laughing a lot because I'm tired as hell or our show is actually funny this week.
0: And dude, you were tired as hell because we had to run from <laughs> C Terminal to B Terminal in, in Atlanta last night. And uh, yeah, we did make it, guys. We did make it. They shut the doors and Joel was so pissed because he actually ran uh, to get to that fucking gate. And the plane was still there. He's like, let us on. They're like, sorry, dude, you're late. <laughs> so they,
1: they, yeah, I'm so mad at Delta. Uh, they closed the, Every airline closed the door at 10 minutes before takeoff. Yeah, we got we missed it by three minutes. Yep, And you know that they know there's other people connecting with flights and you know that they know it's the last flight of the day. And people want to get home to families and shit. So oh, yeah. yeah, I was a little bit ticked off. But the running, <laughs> the running did not help. Although I like to think I did hold my own a little bit with with you. Yeah. But now,
0: maybe. I remember what I said. I, I I'd never leave a man behind. So yeah, I just went ahead and paced that. you. I was at like yeah, a, a, no, a speedwalk. No
1: one out there get the vision that it was like Forrest Gump carrying <laughs> uh, Bubba. <laughs> I was I was keeping up as best I could. Which I was fine until about the last fifty yards. Yeah,
0: no, you were so good.
1: Like then I turned into. Uh, <laughs> oh, never mind. Um, okay, <laughs> let's get to uh, preferably Caucasians and AI bigots.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a blast. So, Signet, apparently Signet uh, Systems. I'm going to spell that out for you, so you guys can all check this out. C Y N E T. Signet. Systems had a job description that they uh, actually posted on LinkedIn for an account manager in pharma in Tampa, Florida, and one of the preferences was: get ready. I'm ready. Preferably Caucasian, who has good, who has good technical background, including knowledge of RPA. The irony, the irony, it's not just bad that they were some fucking bigot put this shit out there, number one, but number two, you go to the company's homepage and right there in front of God and and all that's holy, they highlight their supplier diversity program, which helps minority-owned businesses find employees right there on on the homepage. And then on the carousel, one of the carousels actually say, Promoting workplace diversity and inclusion. I don't know if they understand that diversity and inclusion is not different shades of Caucasian. Mm -hmm. I I have no fucking clue, dude.
1: Like, I'd love to think this is just a one off idiot, stupid mistake. But we've talked about stuff like this before. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, the dude, the, the, the engineer from Google who wrote the whole fucking paper up yeah, <laughs> of why, I mean, why females are inferior when it comes to, you know, engineering software or whatever the fuck he was talking about. I mean,
1: yeah. I got nothing, dude. I can't believe people publish this shit. Like it's, it's one thing to be in a private meeting at a, at a company and be like, we need primarily Caucasian workers and actually putting it publicly on LinkedIn. Yes. And I guess they got torched as they should have oh, on twitter right
0: yeah the company got torched and and the quote unquote employees who were responsible for the posting uh were fired but th- there's a, there's a there's an underlying problem there and
1: by the way this was this was in the US yeah i mean so we can't we can't even chalk it up to like oh a foreign country that maybe i don't know has different language or Caucasian means something different there. Oh, I don't
0: dude. know. You go to Google and type in Cynet Systems, C Y N E T systems. It pops up right at the top. Top stories from NBC, CNN, Fox News. <laughs> I mean, they're getting fucking pounded.
1: Yeah. Uh and so the, yeah, some shit shit had better change and quick and change quick. Someone needs to go to their LinkedIn page and see how many employees are not Caucasian. Maybe. Maybe we could do that I, in our spare time. Yeah, which we don't have I
0: think any. the EEOC and possibly the OFCCP, since they're in Virginia, they're probably a federal contractor. Uh, yep. They might they might want to take a nice uh, close
1: look to these Good guys. A little red flag for them to check on what's <laughs> going on there. Nice.
0: Well, then you <laughs> nice. ask yourself, okay, so no worries. AI is going to save us from all the bigots, right? Because AI is smarter. It's all-knowing, but then we remember that Amazon had to shut down their
1: candidate matching algorithm. (laughs) Yep. 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 Well, we're going to see a robot next week. Yes. In the form of Tinge unbiased. So we're going to put this to the test next week. The Swedish, the Swedish ladies better be ready to get this robot geared because we're going to put it to the test.
0: That will be fun. It'll be incredibly interesting. We were actually watching a presentation uh, this week at the, at the Tauru summit and uh, the guy actually popped up 10 gay and was talking about it. And it's like, hey, th- this is so kind of weird slash cool that everybody wants they, they want to know about this thing.
1: Yeah. And I loved how he sort of underscored that. This is this is so uh, European. <laughs> <laughs> like Europeans are OK talking to a robot. A robot. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Americans might not. So Maybe much. not. All right. Well, let's uh, let's leave with uh, a story from out of Australia. Uh-oh. EY in Australia mm-hmm. uh, has 12 weeks of, quote, life leave for employees to travel, uh, to take up a hobby, um, or just do nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you and I, uh, although most of our life and people would say is a vacation, are really into uh, companies that are giving off that much kind of leave
0: yeah so here's the thing i mean when you start providing employees uh in most cases not all but employees with the flexibility and autonomy to not live their life through work they're still going to mm-hmm. work hard and they're going to find more passion in that work if they don't feel like they're fucking forced to uh i don't know uh, fucking punch a clock Or, you know, if somebody's on their ass because uh, you're not online when it's 5 p.m. or what have you. The the autonomy piece and actually understanding uh, what drives a a person, you know, an individual is incredibly important. And I think, you know, in the U.S., we are fundamentally wrong in focusing on work as much as we do uh, because there's so much out there that we need to experience. And, and that makes us more diverse. It makes us more open and helps us understand uh, how to, you know, troubleshoot tr- problems better in many cases. Uh, so, yeah, I think the, the rest of the world's figuring this shit out while, you know, we're just kind of pounding away.
1: Well, let's be honest. I mean, there's so much fun shit to do in Australia, right? You got like <laughs> Foster's beer, you can like race kangaroo, You can wrestle koala bears. uh, You can surf and all that good stuff. So to me, it's like there's so much good stuff. How could you not take more time and just drink up all that Australia has to offer? There's
0: plenty of good stuff to do
1: here. I mean, you know, we got stuff. Unless you're in Philly. I'm not angry. I'm from (laughs) Philly. (laughs) Are we out? We out. Hi,
2: this is Stella Cheeseman. Thanks for listening to the Cheese and Chad podcast. Or at least that's what I call it. Anyway, make sure you subscribe on iTunes, that silly Android phone thingy, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to give Bucket some money to our sponsors. Otherwise, I may be forced to take that coal mining job I saw on monster.com. We out.
0: I'm not angry, I'm from Philly.
1: Have you ever found yourself scrolling through financial news and wondering how does any of this affect me? How can I read a major headline and truly understand what
0: impact that has on not only my portfolio, to engage in conversation with much more educated opinions and predictions. So be sure to check out our show, Inside the Street, wherever you find your podcast.